When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to the Metal Thrashing Nerd Podcast. I am Metal Thrashing Mike, and today I have with me an Atlanta-based uh, death metal band called God Tongue. They currently have a single called Absolute Creation out. It's on Spotify if you want to go check that out. And today I have Hector and Danny with me. Hector, Danny, how are you doing today? Hey, what's up, man? We're doing well. How about yourself? I'm pretty good. So uh, I just thought I'd give you a minute here to kind of promote and let everybody know what you got going on. We're doing some episodes targeting the Atlanta area because I'm a Georgia boy myself. So I thought I'd kind of open it up and let you guys tell everybody what's going on, upcoming shows and things of that nature. All right. Um, all right. So we have, uh, our peach pit series over at Sabbath brewing, uh, East Atlanta village. Uh, very excited about it. Jeff Manning. Um, he's, he's trying to bring back the scene in the, uh, in the Atlanta area. And we're happy to be a part of that. Um, it's this Saturday. Uh, I believe we're going at 9 o'clock, but we're also playing with uh, Torn Soul, uh, Leviator, and Richfield? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, uh, my Legacy on Raiden was on it, but they had a drop. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I was, I was excited to see them uh, and just play with them, but unfortunately we can't. Uh, scheduling issues or whatever. Um, you can find us on Facebook. But just search God Tongue. Um, God Tongue Band is all our socials, as well as uh, that show this weekend. It, uh, it's all over our socials, so if you need to get the address, it's on there. Right now, we do have one single out on Spotify because we had a current uh, lineup changeup at the beginning of the year. So our we pretty much had to take all our music down and start from scratch. So right now, we got uh, our new vocalist, Nick. Our new drummer, Scott, and our new bass player, Forrest. So with this... Great additions to the team. Oh, yeah. Excellent additions to our team. So at the moment, we're uh, re-releasing new singles. We're, we've been talking about releasing an album, but at the moment, since we're sitting on so much content, we're just trying to build our numbers back up and pretty much bring fast, brutal shit back to Atlanta. Because I want to say not too long ago... Atlanta, you know, the metal scene wasn't thriving as it is now. I mean, I want to say back in, like, 09 and before that, Atlanta had a pretty good metal scene, but it, it kind of started falling off, so I'm, I'm glad it's coming back. And with that being said, primarily what the shows we've been playing, it's either, like, classic, like, old-school thrash death metal or the current, like, beat-down and hardcore style. So... No one's really doing the fast, brutal shit, so we want to try and bring that sound back to Atlanta and, you know, and, and help that that sound grow in the scene, which which I think is a good thing because there's not too many bands doing it right now in Atlanta. No, absolutely. 
So, I mean, you guys are into the fast, brutal shit. Um, let me ask some of your inspirations and, you know, influences and stuff that kind of got you into this type of music. Uh, definitely Black Dolly Murder. Um, Unhollowed, uh, when I heard it back in high school, it changed death metal for me forever. Because I was always, you know, when I grew up, I was listening to Cannibal Corpse, uh, Dying Fetus, um, Megadeth. You know, some of the older acts, but that really got me into new, brutal death metal and totally changed everything around. And rest in peace, Trevor. Yeah, rest in peace. I've also used to love, like, old school Cradle Field and, like, Abigail Williams. So that's where we got got our, like, black metal sound. So we kind of, we also like the technical shit. So we like a bunch of, like, Necrophages, Beneath the Massacre, Infant Annihilator. And we also got on a on this like slammy uh, slammy kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. same. Yeah, so so we're we're trying to kind of mesh all that together and, and you know create something that has a little bit of black metal, a little bit of slams, a little bit of you know a little bit of tacky shit. And you know we love Infinite Annihilator, we love Beneath the Massacre, shit like that. I wish I could fucking play like him. <laughs> <laughs> That ain't that ain't me. So I try real hard, but goddamn. So yeah, that that that's you know heavily influencing our sound for sure. Well, I'm I'm glad to see a lot of bands that are you know like you guys saying all these different influences and such. I see a lot of bands now that are bringing different things into their music. So I think that's kind of a modern metal thing too, is everybody's just kind of right. mixing it all up, really. Oh yeah, yeah man. Sure, you have to. The, you, you you have to. You have to make yourself different from what's around you and I, it, if you just experiment with different genres and different you know uh, even effects and samples and stuff, that's yeah. going to set you apart and we're hoping that right now with the current metal scene in Atlanta that'll help us kind of set ourselves yeah apart. set ourselves apart and help our numbers grow here in the southeast that way we can start branching out a little bit because like I said there's a lot of great bands out here in Atlanta right now but the the metal scene primarily is is right now uh, to me at least um, hardcore you know everyone's all about hardcore which which is cool man but you know we we want to try and bring something else back and there's other great bands so like awaken the ancient and torn soul you know bringing fast heavy stuff so so i hope you know we're we're trying to use that and you know to help us grow our numbers well hell yeah um so you're talking about uh, working on a new, you're not working on an album yet, you said. You're working on uh, more singles and stuff. Are you going to kind of compile that into an EP? Well, we, like I, like I mentioned earlier, we, we did have an a EP out and a few singles. We actually had two EPs. Yeah, two EPs, as a matter of fact. And uh, ever since that, we just also kept writing. So we've literally compiled, like, we have an arsenal of music. We have pretty much an album's worth of music, but with us, you know, still growing and, and trying to figure out the ins and outs of marketing and, and growing an organic fan base, we're uh, trying to take the smarter route, if you will, and do, you know, singles. We're currently working on our second single, Proleptic, Decrepitude, which is a faster, more techie song to kind of, like, balance out, you know, we want to do a little black metal fast blasty shit and then like next song really fast chuggy like guitar work songs you know like just keep it keep it interesting you know 
Yeah. Not pump out the same shit every single time. Like, make every song different. Like, give it its own flavor and its own fucking, its own realm to, like, be its own thing. Correct. And then with that being said, that will be our second single, which we are currently tracking in the studio right now. And after that, we will be dropping, we'll just, you know, keep the content flowing. We, we're working on a drum playthrough have our drummer uh, set up in the studio and, you know, have him, you know, shred, put, put that up online and then as well as a music video. So, so we got, we got a lot of content, man. We're just, like I said, uh, trying to push it to the correct demographic and kind of just wait and, you know, go with the flow instead of pushing out a bunch of content and get overseen, you know what I mean? While we're still trying to grow. Right. That's smart. Um, uh, I think it's really smart that you guys are, kind of having an attitude towards your songs and such to have them all be different from each other in a certain way. Because I feel like for a period there for a long time with a, within metal music and everything, it was like the albums were very cookie cutterish and it was just one style and all oh, we just play one style and that's it. Yeah. And but I if, find you, the, if you no. listen to the classic albums and stuff, like, I mean, you can pick up any good classic album. I like if you pick up ride the lightning today, it's good because it's so diverse in itself. You know, all, all right. of your classic yeah. rock albums are very diverse. Oh, yeah, I agree. And um, they, 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 nowadays, what's the word? They, they just, they use the same, uh, like you said, the cookie cutter shit. Yeah. It's, it's the same formula over and over. And our, fav- formula. And our, our band, our favorite bands do it too, you know, which sucks. They do, but I mean, it's, it, we, that's why we want to be different. Correct. We want to do that same thing that everybody else has done. And we try to switch it up. I mean, because sometimes when I'm writing, um, I want to play like some grindy, crazy, gnarly shit. And sometimes I just want to be a caveman and just like chug it away. You know, like, yeah, I just, right. it depends on my mood. So it, it, it definitely picks up in my writing as well because it's just it's back and forth. And so you get every element like like we we're talking about, you know, the diversity of our actual music and our tunes. uh how they actually come together and flow and that's why there's so much there's so many different categories of metal yeah. wrapped into one song <laughs> right and that's about I can put it right and that and that goes back to kind of how we write as well because um mainly me and Danny which are, we are the two guitarists and I also produce me uh I produce a lot of different kind of genres of music I love to add symphonic stuff to it. I like to add synths, vocals, you know, layers, and then, bam, that's one song, you know, with a different flavor. When Danny writes, he'll bring some technical stuff, some crazy chugs, some grindy riffs, you know, and 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 bam, you know, we got we got contrast there, and, and nothing's ever the same, you know. We don't we don't want to fall in, into that category of. Oh man, every every song sounds the same. We definitely want everything to, you know. We want to take people on a journey, you know. Some something something that comes up and down, up and down, different tempos. We 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 try and uh, we try and write different BPMs every time we we write a different riff or a drum beat, you know. And and thank God our drummer uh, Scott, you know, he's a he's a machine. Yeah, he's a machine. So our new shit, man, is is gonna is gonna melt some faces. I feel bad for giving Scott some of the songs that we give him because uh, it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> no, I used to sit. And, I mean, I'll be honest. I used to sit and write stuff for like drummer friends and stuff. If I was working on something, I'd send it to him and be like, "Okay, so there's like 12 time changes here." <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Especially with Danny songs, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, dude. I, like up up until now, Hector hates it when I write a song. Yeah, I think it's up until now since Scott joined uh, sometime last year. He actually wrote one of the songs. He wrote drums to one of the songs. So pretty much our whole album, I wrote every drum part, and I'm not even a drummer. But like I said, I'm a producer, so I just put what I thought sounded right with it. And you know, as a metalhead and, and riding metal for years and years but we also were scared that we'd become an internet band correct and we couldn't find a drummer yeah at one point we we were literally just grinding it out as an internet band because you know our our shit is a little ridiculous on the drum side but that's what we want we want to we want pretty much if you come to our show and you can hear us from outside and you hear how ridiculous it is you you're going to come inside and watch us you know <laughs> Hey, that's great. No, I mean, you want that drummer. You want that full-on attack. Correct. You know, correct. when I go to a show, man, I want to feel that kick drum right here in my chest. You know, I feel like correct. I'm about to cave in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like going we to a... We don't even got to mic this dude up, man. It's, it's already in, in your ear somehow. Yeah, he's a beast. He's incredible. We didn't think there was drummers like that in Georgia. <laughs> I mean, besides the few that you already know, but they're in bands, so you can't really pick them up. Yeah, that'd be kind of a you can go fucking poach everybody's people. Right? No, you got to be careful not to poach everyone's people, man. It's uh, I had I know I've had a guy on the podcast recently who was telling me like all of his drummers keep getting poached from him, and he's yeah. a really successful guy in music. So oh, it happens even to the successful guys. So. <laughs> But yeah, but it's like they say that one drummer is in every band, you know. <laughs> right. Well, I, I think that's like the motto of North Georgia. <laughs> but no shit. Well, that's like that's like a North Georgia lifestyle. I know a lot of guys that play in multiple bands who are drummers. But I mean, yeah. hey, they're getting some fucking exercise at least. Bands. Yeah, but he's got multiple projects going. I think, you know, nowadays a typical artist usually does have multiple projects going on anyways because the, the, the time we live in, the tools, you know, it's it's nuts, man. Like, sometimes we, like, our writing process, going back to that, sometimes, like, honestly, we don't even write together, man. We, you know, I write in my studio or Danny will write in his studio. We track on Ableton. You know, we sh we share files so far away. We all live there. pretty far away. Yeah, our vocalist lives up in like Blue Ridge, you know, LJ, and uh, you know, we're all south down of Atlanta. You know, so we we utilize the tools we got. You know, our vocalist too. He's got a, a great studio in his house. You know, so we're all lucky, man. I'm glad for the team we have right now. We're really onto something. That's why I'm glad that the Atlanta scene is picking up on the brutal death metal shit. So. We're, like, at our show this Saturday at Sabbath Brewing uh, for Peach Pit. It's going to be awesome, man. We're playing we're playing some new shit, some release shit, and we're, you know, we're trying to melt some faces, so we hope a lot of people show up. Well, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, think, I think about anybody that's in this kind of stuff has uh, got all the recording equipment to do everything. Like, I started podcasting because I bought the recording equipment to record my buddy's band. And we just had the gear, you know? Right, yeah. Um, uh, not so, too long ago, it, uh, we we played a, a house party at our bass player's house. And they have a studio at his house. And they literally had all this gear. We brought our gear. 
and we had it was it was that yeah it was a literally a, a radio show playing live while we're we're yeah while we were jamming at a house party so it, it's nuts what the future you know what we can do with these tools man hell yeah no i mean i, I got a buddy that went up to nam he's a uh, He's uh, spot. He's sponsored by uh, Arachnid Cabinets right now. Word. And he took some fucking photos for me and showed me, like band. There was a band across from Nam in Anaheim playing in their van, recording it, doing it live. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying, dude. That's just yeah. nuts. Yeah. The sheer amount of access musicians have to uh, recording equipment now is just insane. Oh yeah, man. Absolutely. Oh yeah, and that's why we're we're taking advantage of all these tools, man, and. Like, uh, like, just stockpiling all this music, uh, and and like I said, man, we we have an arsenal, so we're we we got some big shit coming, and and like I said, we we're thankful for being here on your podcast because we're just trying to get our name out, push our name out to anyone that wants to listen to some fast brutal shit, man. Hey, absolutely, man. I mean, I know thrashing's in the title, but uh, if you looked at my vinyl collection, it's pretty damn at far out there. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Sure, sure. Anything metal, man. At the end of the day, it's just all good music, man. If it if it's heavy and and it and it rides and and it, and it you know it feels good and you can bob your head to it, I love it, man. Absolutely. I mean that fast attack, that raw energy. That's what makes metal metal. Oh, absolutely. You know, being on the production side over there, I'm sure when you record a track, obviously, what from what I've listened to, you guys uh, try to keep it a very natural, raw sound too. Oh yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. I mean that's that's the key to metal is you want it to have that natural raw sound. You don't want it to be overly overly processed. Right. Yeah, and we 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 grew up, you know, playing music. So, you know, getting better amps and like, you know, riding two pads, there's no sound like it. It's just it's incredible. Like don't get me wrong, like through means of like tracking and getting the track done, we are guilty of using MIDI drums and, you know, guitar plugins but at the end of the day though we do jam with real drums we we jam with tube amps you know and if you come watch us live you know our sound definitely punches you in the face we also utilize you know bass drop so every time we play a slam or a breakdown or any you know heavy chug section we have some 808 drops so you know we're, we love when our favorite bands hit that shit and just blast us in the face so we want to do the same no absolutely no, and there's nothing wrong with that. No one should ever feel bad about having to do that. Because sometimes you do have errors and problems recording raw tracks. It's always going to happen. Especially oh, yeah. when you got something like, you know, uh, a double bass and it's hitting as fast as some of y'all's music, use music that I've heard hits. I mean, uh, you're going to have issues. Yeah. You're going to have s- spots where the, the pedal does not, you know, hit as hard as you want it to. So sometimes you got to right. cover that up. It's a recording. It's fine. Yeah. Oh yeah, you 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 make do with what you got. You'll you'll, you'll make it work. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, you got you know haters here and there that you know oh the drums sound fake, but you know come to the show. They're pretty fucking good though. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Come check. I, I think they sound come good. check it out. You know, uh, I might be biased because it's my goddamn songs, but uh, <laughs> I think they sound. No, good. I'm just generally speaking though for for any other band that you see a lot of people always online talking about well. Uh, this drummer, you know, it's ridiculous, but that's all fake. It sounds fake, yada, yada, yada. But yeah, well, fuck the- Jack White and his cronies. Yeah, <laughs> I know, man, but when you when it's mixed well and it sounds good, 
you know, that's amazing. But when you go to the show and you also see the drummer actually play that shit for real, then you're like, all right, now I can't say shit. Yeah. He's actually fucking playing it. And, you know, it's, it's good shit. You know, it sounds great through the PA. The attack is there. All the fills sound clean. You know, and the speed is there, you know. Well, that's another upside of you guys doing these playthrough videos, too, is it shows people your drummer can do this. Correct, correct. Yeah. You know, yeah. you guys are definitely going the right route. You're trying to back up what you're doing and show people, hey, we can actually do this. It's not just, you know, studio work. Right, absolutely. It's not just absolutely. studio magic. We're excited to get Scott into that actual studio and do a really nice, well-done playthrough. And then, you know, that... It'll probably be poor creation. Yeah, it'll, it's, it's dropping soon, though. Yeah, so yeah. That's what we have coming up. So we're just going to showcase a lot of our stuff. Well, we'll also have a vocal playthrough, too, of our vocalists just, you know, going raw vocals into one of our uh, tracks on our singles. You know, just keep the content flowing and keep people, in, you know, coming back. You know, people want more, man. That's another thing about this scene, dude. The, the scene is fast. It moves quick. You know, kids want new music. You know, kids will wear out a single and they'll, they'll put it on repeat, non-fucking-stop. And then, you know, two weeks from now, all right, I need a new track. You know, I need yeah, a new song. Play it. Yeah, I need something else, you know. I'm guilty of that. Yeah, but... Then, no, I was you about know, to say, yeah, guilty. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'm 35 fucking years old and I still do that. <laughs> Yeah, if I find a song that shit is on repeat, I'm fucking over it for the day. And that's competition, man. And you got bands here in Atlanta right now killing that shit, constantly putting out music videos, vocal playthroughs, music, uh, you know, drum playthroughs, dropping singles, dropping music videos, growing numbers, man. You know, these bands are killing it. So right now, the metal scene in Atlanta is, I, I would say, it's starting to come back up, and I, I, I want to say in like a year or two, it's going to be back to where it was back in the day. Yeah. Right now, I like, since the, getting there. Cause getting since, there. since the pandemic hit, I feel like us personally and every other band took a big hit. That's why every band's grinding right now to get back to that, like the you know, that, get yeah. back to that spot of, you know, actually being a huge fucking band because the scene is supporting you. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, everybody took a hit from the pandemic, so. Yeah, it was. It everybody was had to learn to adjust. Right. Luckily, we, did we tried to write some dope tracks and, you know, do our thing or at least continue to get together and practice, stay tight, you know, stay on top of our craft. And Yeah, but all in all, we, we were, we're I'd say we stayed busy and we, we kept we it flowing. Yeah. We, we tried the best that we could with, I mean, what you got out of it. Everybody knows how that shit went. So let me ask you guys real quick, since you're both guitarists, I'm a guitar player myself, and I'm always nosy. What kind of rigs you got set up right now? Uh, I, uh, I, well, we both run 6505 pluses, PVs, uh, and then I run out of a Mesa with uh, V30s, and Danny also runs V30s out of his orange. Nice. And, and we both played fucking RGs, uh, Ibanez. That's funny. So we pretty much got literally the same, same fucking thing. rigs. And we we took our we took our RGs and we put some money into them and we kind of upgraded, like stepped over our pickups. Um, he's running Black Winners. I'm running Kimurazio uh, uh, Ionizers. Yep. Yeah, we 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 went the massive route. Yeah, so if you come watch us live, our our rigs will punch you in the chest. It's insane. Like those actives are, are uh, I'm sorry, the the passives are uh, 
they they hit so much different. They they're just so intense to me. And I, you know, I'm I'm used to the actives like EMG seven oh seven stuff like that. Um, is actually what I switched out on my guitar. But uh, it just the the sound. I don't know. It sounds me. Yeah, it, it just it punches so much harder to me. I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know if like anybody else feels that way. But yeah, and he can, he also convinced me to go passive because I was also doing the the active. So me and him both just went passive. And with what our sound is, where we have, well, you know, we we took, very warm. we drop we tune and drop G, but we use eight string sets on our seven strings. So yeah, our lowest is uh, seventy four. So with that, we get our our nice clean chugs. But when we play like our black metal shit and we're doing chords and single picking shit, the those the the passes, man, they sound amazing, dude. Oh no, absolutely. Uh, I think the thing that difference to me always with passive and uh, active pickups was active to me just kind of seemed like they were a little more in control as far as the tone went. But with the passive, it's it's a little wilder, you know. Yeah, I, I kind of see it a little opposite myself, but I I see what you're saying. I but with uh see because I, I used to be heavy active too all the time, EMGs all the time, and I love uh, the the Fishmans, but uh they're just having so much high gain on those is it's nuts. So that's why I do like so. With, really kind of makes it yeah, fun. so if you take those out, I feel like you can drive the high gain on your amp or like a tube driver a little bit more without getting that that super clippy like high end on your on your actives and the goddamn feedback yeah and we get a lot of feedback too shit i don't know how our heads are like they're they're doing their own thing right now and we we kind of we got to get them looked at but you know it's just It's been a lot lately. Yeah, but all in all, though, you know, with with our signal chain and our noise gates, we make it work. Oh yeah. Well, with a good, uh, with either a good noise gate, a good noise gate, or like a, a five, six, ten band EQ, whatever you want to use, a six or seven band, usually in pedal form. You know, you can uh, usually kind of kill some of that feedback. Oh yeah, I mean we're we're wearing noise gates. Wait, we're. We make it work, like Edgar said. Like we, we make yeah, it work. Yeah, dude, our sound, our yeah, sound. our sound is. I, I couldn't be happier. Correct. And our bass player is rocking a nice uh, five-string Warwick. So his chunky bass tones with our meaty, you know, oh, it's yeah, B30s do it. It sounds, it, it sounds good, man. We got a good sound going. Hell yeah! Well, hey guys, before we wrap this thing up, uh, let me kind of ask real quick. I like to ask this kind of, I don't know, uh, personalized, humanized, however you want to look at it. Uh, my guests, um, let me let me know some hobbies you guys are into because this is the metal thrashing nerd podcast. So you know any kind of like hobbies or anything interests outside of metal that you guys enjoy? Well, I am a huge fucking nerd. Uh, I am also a dubstep producer, so I I make electronic music and I also you know play at a bunch of nightclubs and I also am heavy into anime and video games. So. I've been watching a lot of Attack on Titan lately, uh, reading the new uh, Dragon Ball Super manga, and uh, shredding a lot of fucking Warzone, dude. <laughs> Hell <laughs> yeah. Of Warzone. <laughs> no, I was a huge anime guy myself. I've actually got a shit ton of Gundam sitting up here, little minifigures on my uh, 
dude, my stand. studio's covered, dude. If you walked in my studio, man, I, I I got so much anime and video game shit. I'm a huge Legend of Zelda fan too, so I got a Legend of Zelda shrine in my studio. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, I'm actually the uh, the opposite. I hate anime. Um, <laughs> I do love Zelda. I don't yeah. don't get that twisted. Yeah. I mean, I'll run through that shit. Um, I actually like cooking. Um, I you know I, that's not what I do for a living. I'm, I'm uh, actually a crane operator for a living. But you know, at home, like doing my thing, like I I try so much stuff. Um, different recipes, whatever. I I watch videos on YouTube all day just cooking cooking everything smoking barbecuing that kind of stuff um i'm also big into tv i wouldn't want to call that a hobby because it's kind of lame but but anything about movies he knows oh yeah movies and television it's i don't know my go-to i i've gotten back into writing um like poetry like short essays type stuff like that uh that's kind of kind of boring yeah, but, uh, yeah, not at all. And work. <laughs> and fucking work. That's, that's what kills us. <laughs> we're construction workers. And, like, that shit takes a toll on you. And living that life and, you know, doing 50, 60 hours a week and the brutal fucking mess that we have to sit through. Uh, so that's why it, we, it breaks us down. That's, that's why we, we can't really enjoy the things that we really would like to do because we just don't have the time or we don't get the time. I once again, know the feeling 50, 60 hours a week for me. I'm in Dalton, Georgia, man. It's carpet mill, carpet mill central brother. Oh, okay. You you understand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You absolutely understand. I've spent some time in a curl rack picking up, you know, 20 pound cones for a hundred foot order. (laughs) Yeah. 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 yeah, You know, know yeah. You know how fucking brutal that shit becomes. And you, you, you have to make your time to enjoy your life but and enjoy the things you love that's why we we get together every weekend and write some brutal ass music and we and we do our shit man because we still got the passion for this shit absolutely you gotta have a little bit of salt in your life all right all right of course that's that's what for the fucking cooking guy over there (laughs) of course (laughs) sure sure well, hey, guys, I appreciate your time. Uh, give you one last uh, shot here. Let everybody know where we can find you on social media, where we can hear your music. Uh, all of our social media is God Tongue Band. All one word, just God Tongue Band. I think on Facebook you can just type in God Tongue. Yeah, yeah. But our, as far as our URLs, and, yeah, yeah. And, we're, and we're on everything, man. Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, Instagram. Twitter, or you can find us everywhere. Come talk to us. Come let us know, you know, anything. If you're ever at a show, come chill. We got merch. We got a bunch of new music dropping soon, and we, we appreciate you guys, uh, having us, man, for real. Oh, no, it was my pleasure. You guys have been great. Thank you for the uh, yeah. wonderful yeah. and interesting podcast, guys. This is great. You guys go check them out, and when you get the time, be sure and check out the Metal Thrashing Nerd podcast on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. Really help me out on Instagram here, guys. <laughs> awesome. Dude. Instagram's hard for podcasters, I, I for me at least. Yeah, we'll be we'll be yeah, we'll be posting uh all, all your stuff as well. On all our socials. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm we'll, actually about we'll, to go we'll follow you guys. I'm the biggest following, but those motherfuckers are loyal, so Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh guys, be sure as well 
If you're out there listening, Metal Thrashing Nerd Podcast is a member of the Rat Salad Review family of uh, podcasting. So be sure and go check out some of my uh, fellow cohorts in the Rat Salad Review Network. They got some great stuff, a lot of great guests as well. You can find me on Buzzsprout still, but you'll also be able to find me as part of the Rat Salad Review Network. And they put on everything that I do, Spotify, Apple, Deezer, whatever the hell, you know. Awesome. Either way, thanks for uh, joining in, guys, and thanks for listening. Peace.